0: Have some very fun, exciting announcements to continue with. First of all, this is our last Saturday night digital service, which is a little bit sad, but also very, very exciting. Uh, so next week we will be trialing services in person. So, some important things to remember. One is we want everyone to be able to come. Uh, we want to do everything we can to make the space safe and According to all of the procedures that we need to do so we would love it if you can please register that you will be coming You can do that on the website or you can do that on the pulse app But the main reason that we want you to do that is because we just want to make sure that everyone is able to come So please please do that Uh, But if you can't come or if you don't yet feel safe to come, that's totally fine. We will still be recording one service a week, which will be the Saturday night service, which will be available online for you to watch as you have been doing anyway. So there's no pressure, but if you wanna come and give it a go, next week's the first week. Uh, And now we will be hearing from Hayden, who has another announcement, and then Paul will be praying for us and John will be bringing the word to us by reading the Bible. Thanks.
1: Hey everyone, how are you? This is a short and sharp announcement about our AGM that's coming up shortly. So listen up. The Wardens of Soul Revival Church are announcing that we'll be holding the church's annual general meeting on Wednesday the 22nd of July at 7.30 p.m. The meeting will be held onsite at the factory at Kirawi. You can only participate by attending in person. Our COVID safe plan for Kirrawee will be put into practice. Social distancing and other safety measures are required. At the meeting, we'll hold elections for wardens, elected council representatives, nominators and synod reps. We'll receive a report from the treasurer and the senior pastor, and there might even be a resolution to make me shave my ugly COVID beard. We're calling for nominations for the elected positions to be sent in by email by Sunday, 19 July. To nominate someone, send an email to us with the name of the person you're nominating and the position. We need the person who is nominated to consent, so we suggest that you copy them on the email and they should reply indicating consent. Send all emails to office at soul dot com. That address again is office, O-F-F-I-C-E, at soul church dot com. The message will be repeated in the services leading up to the AGM and any questions you can ask a warden. These details, including the warden's email addresses, is up on the website. We look forward to seeing you at the Soul Revival Church AGM on Wednesday the 22nd of July at 7.30pm at the factory in Kirawee, One way.
2: Okay, we're going to spend a little bit of time praying now. And as we uh, kick off the prayer, we're going to start by praising the Lord, just like the psalmist did in Psalm 95. So let's pray together. Oh, come, let us sing out to the Lord. Let us shout in triumph to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his face with thanksgiving and cry out to him joyfully in psalms. For The Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, and he made it. His hands moulded the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Lord, we admit that just like sheep, we have so often wandered from your way. You alone can save us, have mercy on us, wipe out our sins and teach us to forgive others. Bring forth in us the fruit of the Spirit, that we may live as disciples of Christ. Help us to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Strengthen us to bear with each other and to forgive one another as you have forgiven us lord we thank you for the many spiritual blessings we have in jesus christ our lord for the forgiveness of our sin for our renewal and transformation into the likeness of your son and for the hope of our eternal glory fill our hearts lord with all joy and peace in believing through jesus christ dear heavenly father you are a god of all compassion and comfort we pray today for our world our nation our city and our church as the coronavirus continues to spread please bring help to all our communities according to their needs heal those afflicted and strengthen all those who have the responsibility for their care in your mercy please provide a cure and give us wisdom to those seeking to develop a vaccine for this condition please draw close to the anxious hearts and troubled minds of those who now face great financial stress. Please protect them and their families from long-term economic damage. Guide them day by day and step by step through this crisis. Please guide the minds of our leaders in decisions that they will make that will affect all our lives. Please lead them to act wisely, carefully and in the best interests of all people. Please shine your light on the path ahead. And we pray for ourselves as well, that you would help us to walk by faith, help us to be careful and wise in taking whatever precautions are necessary to limit and contain the spread of this virus. Strengthen us to remain calm while vigilant, responsible citizens seeking the welfare of others above ourselves. And Lord, in times of uncertainty and anxiety, help our world to look to the security in your Son, Jesus Christ, and give courage to Christians as we point to others, to the one in whom there is always hope. And we pray for your blessing upon all those in our congregation that are suffering under any kind of illness or trial. We ask for you to strengthen all those providing treatment and support, and we ask that those suffering may be restored to the health of body and mind, according to your will. And Lord, we pray for you to bless our church as we start to move back towards physical gatherings. Please give us wisdom and insight as we plan and put into practice new requirements that will enable our physical gatherings to start again. Please give us grace and patience as we will come up against complications and frustrations during these times. Please help us to respond to these trials the right way. To consider it pure joy to see the opportunity to grow in perseverance and maturity. We ask and pray all these things through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
3: Proverbs 16. The man, to the man belong the plans of the heart but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. The Lord works out everything for his own ends, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. The lips of a king speak as an oracle, and his mouth should not betray justice. Honest scales and balances are from the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of his making. Kings detest wrongdoing, for a throne is established through righteousness. Kings take pleasure in honest lips. They value a man who speaks the truth. A king's wrath is a message of death, not a wise man will appease it. When a king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. The highway of the upright avoids evil. He who guards his way guards his life. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be lowly in spirit and among the oppressed, than to share plunder with the proud. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise in heart are called discerning and the pleasant words promote instruction. Understanding is a fountain of life to those who have it, but folly, folly brings punishment to fools. A wise man's heart guides his mouth and his lips promote instruction. Pleasant words are are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. There there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. The laborer's appetite works for him. His hunger drives him on. A scoundrel plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. A perverse man stirs up dissension and a gossip separates close friends. A violent man entices his neighbour and leads him down a path that is not good. He who winks with his eye is plotting per- perversity. He who pursues, so he who purses his lips is, is bent on evil. Grey hair is a crown of splendour, it is attained by a righteous life. Better a pleasant man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes a city the lot is cast into into the lap but it's it's every decision is from the lord now we will be hearing from tim he'll be speaking to us from offsite thank you
4: well there's a lot in that and that went on for 32 verses so thank you for reading that so my name's tim anderson i'm one of the volunteer pastors at soul revival and i'm just going to pray and then we're going to get into proverbs 16. So, Father, thank you for everybody who's tuning in today and we just pray that you would give them a little bit of your wisdom as we read Proverbs 16 today, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Proverbs 16 is written by Solomon, the king of Israel, who's David's son. So, it's a time when Israel is at the height of its power and influence. Everything starts to go downhill from here for Israel, unfortunately, after this time. But with Solomon here... He's a man who has God's wisdom. It was something he asked for and he was provided with with a gift. And in this, this version, in Proverbs 16, he contemplates some of that wisdom. The chapter lays out principles for the reader. And we know Solomon, who's very, very wise, and that his wisdom was a divine gift, means that we should listen to him because it's come straight from God. So since this is true... It means we should all listen because there's some real pearls here for us to grab onto. to. To kick it off, um, I'm just going to give you a view of the world's current wisdom. So if you could roll the tape, please.
1: If you do the right thing for yourself and your community, things will get better in this country. You don't need help from above. It's within us.
4: Thank you. So that was Chris Cuomo. He's uh, a CNN anchor giving his view on being wise in the middle of all this unpleasantness happening right now throughout America, which I'm sure, if you've been watching the news, you know about. So what do you think? Do you think the speaker was right? Did he get it right or not? So I want you to just have a think about it and just decide. Good, thank you. So just lock that, hold on to that thought, And I'm not going to give you my opinion either way, but instead what I'm going to do is go through Proverbs 16 and see what Proverbs 16 says on wisdom. So today, as usual, we have three points. The first point is adopt a God-fearing attitude. The second point is no God, no wisdom. And the third point is an eternal significance. Then we're going to talk about, well, what does it mean for us today here? Adopting a God-fearing attitude. So God's fingerprints are all over this chapter. And he's graciously taking us into his confidence to explain how things work. If we listen, we'll feel a little better about our lives because it's clear that our God is a sovereign God, all-powerful, all-knowing, and he works his purposes out with or without our help. So the good news is that God works through his people and explains, he actually explains how he does this in several verses. So from verse 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your, your plans. In 6, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. In verse 9, in their hearts, human plan, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In verse 20, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. And the blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And verse 33, the lot is cast in the lap, but it is the decision, every decision is from the Lord. We think we're independent and in control of our lives, but here we see that that's simply not true. We can establish our plans in our hearts, but it is the Lord that makes those plans happen. You see, we contribute through our, through our actions, but it is God who decides how these things work out. So you have human action, but also divine power working. So the underlying assumption of this is that God's people are God fearing. Now, the term God fearing used to be well understood and was quite common not that long ago, but it sounds a little tinny to human ears. It sounds quite strange. It's a strange thing to say, and people today lack an understanding of what it what it is or how important it is to the concept of a christian life the term the fear of the lord comes up three times in proverbs so in um proverbs 100 sorry in, sorry it comes up three times one the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom all who follow his precepts have good understanding to him belongs eternal praise In 1 to 7, 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It basically means it is the fear of the Lord that leads to understanding and wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge start with God and they come from God. If you reject God, you can never truly be wise. So, no God, no wisdom. In order to know wisdom, you must know God. Unfortunately, the modern world's underlying assumption is that there is no God. This assumption underpins most of modern society, whether you, you hear the messages coming through the media or in the government or through policy. So we have seen what unwise acts look like in the last few weeks, actually last week if you think about it, people coming out in their thousands without consideration for others, clearly against the public health orders in the midst of a pandemic. So it was not just unwise, but it was foolish. And we're seeing the consequence of this foolishness across the globe and here in in Australia. So people ask, how can this happen given all we know about COVID-19. Well, what does Proverbs 16 say about this? In verse 2, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. In 17, the highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their ways preserve their lives. And 18, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride and arrogance lead to a fall. If you do not fear God, then there is nothing constraining you, nothing of value holding you back from doing exactly what you want to. If you are are your own judge, you can judge yourself right and good regardless. The idea that you can judge yourself as being right and good all falls to pieces if we know that there is a living God who judges all. Because you'll have to accept that you will be judged fairly and therefore deservedly face consequences in this life or the next. This is why today people try to eject God out of the public square. They don't want to hear that they are moral beings with an eternal destiny, all of us. If they accept that they are moral beings with an eternal destiny, then what they do on this place in this time matters it matters so much that it constrains their actions and today people just want to do what they want to do eternal significance my next point if you believe in god or you don't believe in him doesn't matter because god can't just be wished away he's still here whether people believe in him or not all of us are eternal beings all of us our actions in this life matter and they have consequences in the next life. So God is still sovereign, and on judgment day, we all have to bow the knee to the King of heaven. Those who have been wise, who fear the Lord, will change their lives and become a member of God's family through Jesus' death and resurrection. Those who choose to be foolish, choose not to follow Jesus and have an eternal destiny separate from all the good and right things for eternity. So that is why the psalmist Oh, sorry, the, um, in Proverbs 1 1 to 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, how do we live now knowing what is in Proverbs 16? Well, we know that the fear of the Lord also leads to a life of meaning and commitment. It brings order out of chaos, joy in suffering, and hope in difficulty. The last few months have been filled with so much uncertainty, disruption, anxiety for the future. There are people who have lost jobs and the future still feels pretty unclear. Millions of people have been infected across the globe. Over half a million people have perished. So 2020 has been a year that just keeps on giving all the wrong things. It is in this time that what we do matters more than ever. How do we as a community of believers react to the circumstances around us now is really that it's so important. There are behaviors in Proverbs 16 that we should try to mirror as they provide a guidance to living wisely in the circumstances we find us. So from Proverbs 16, 21 to 24, some points that I think are useful, the wise in heart are called discerning The gracious words promote instruction. Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. The heart of the wise make their mouths prudent and their lips promote instruction. Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So there's some wise words. Be prudent, be discerning, be willing to be instructed, and use gracious words as they are sweet to the soul and they do bring healing. So I know in this this situation I've failed on these very simple but powerful verses. We do. I know I have. So let's think about what these words mean. Prudence. So prudence is defined as reasoned and careful good judgment. It is easy in the current circumstances to be carried away with emotion without really thinking about what you're doing or the consequences of what you do. A call to reasoned, careful, good judgment is a very wise and helpful approach. So how are you going with that? Have a think about that. Willing to be instructed is another wise action. We cannot know everything. It's simply impossible. That is why we have different types of professions. We've got doctors and nurses and engineers, and the list could go on forever. These people trained for many, many years so that their skills and experience can benefit those people around them as well as themselves. They took instruction willingly because they could see the benefit to themselves and to those who they ended up helping. So that's the same for us. Are we willing to be instructed by God through His Word, the Holy Spirit, and by His servants? A wise person values instructions because it makes them a better person, more knowledgeable, more skilled, and ultimately more effective. In a time of change and uncertainty, the willingness to receive instructions is a gift, not only to yourself, but to those around you. I really encourage you to read God's word regularly and pray over its content. God will instruct you in the ways if you're willing to listen. So gracious words are like a honeycomb for the soul. I don't think that's never. Been, there's never been a truer statement. I don't think there has been written. It's so true. We all know what it's like to receive harsh words and to be honest, to deliver them. Harsh words do not build up. They do not restore. They do not help with relationships. They don't bring joy harsh words have a place when we're giving an urgent warning like stay away from the edge or don't run with scissors but i personally probably use more harsh words than gracious words sometimes and i need to really think about that because gracious words are the world words that build us up and they bind us together they grow relationships they promote friendships they express love They give wise instruction and they bring healing to broken souls. You all have memories of a time when you've probably received a gracious word and how that made you feel. And the one time that sticks out for me was when my dad was dying in hospital. I showed up after work, not knowing, just to see him, but I found him in a coma and he was oblivious to the things around him. Uh, I rang Jen and Uh, my brothers to tell him what the situation is but i also rang uh, dad's carer john had been uh, dad's carer for about six months he washed dad he cleaned dad when he dad couldn't look after himself Uh, and he got on really well with dad they were sort of friends by the end of it so i thought i was sort of obliged to tell john what was going on so i rang him and just out of the blue he showed up he showed up to hospital and he sat down next to me while Dad was dying and he gave me really gracious words through the night, really encouraging words, and I'll never forget his kindness for that. So it really was like honeycomb to the soul. Today the media and the politics, the words, they're vicious, they're unloving, it's very—it's un- a very uncaring place out there. There's a lot of anger and fury and it's being spewed out across newspapers and in the internet. Um, and. If only people had read Proverbs 16, they would understand how the way of communicating only damages people. Both those delivering the harsh words are damaged as much as those who receive them. So when you get on the internet, please be light in that darkness. With Proverbs 16:24, dig it out, put it on a post-it note, put it next to your keyboard and next to your mobile phone so you don't fall into the trap. Always try to use words that build up and encourage rather than tear down because these words are sweet to the ear and they're sweet to the soul. So what do we do with these messages from Proverbs 16? Firstly, we need to take on the wisdom in these passages and apply it to our lives. If we just do one thing, we will make a difference to those around us and to our own lives. Imagine if we did all of those. I gave you four of them. Think about those. So back to how we opened the sermon. So let's play that video again. If you
1: do the right thing for yourself and your community, things will get better in this country. You don't need help from above. It's within us.
4: So if you remember what we've just heard, if according to Proverbs, the speaker got one thing okay and two things pretty wrong. You should do the right thing for, by, by, to others and people around you but not because it's within you. You should do it because we're called to do it, to love God and to love others. That's why you should do it. The writer of the Proverbs says the same thing in different ways again and again and again. The beginning of wisdom is is the fear of the Lord. We need to get that right. And if if we get that right, remain teachable, be humble, respect authority, love God we will be wise here is my challenge to you for the week read proverb 16 at least twice doesn't didn't take too long if you remember and ask God to reveal something from that passage for you I guarantee you if you ask God sincerely with a contrite heart and you're willing to be instructed God will give you a pearl of wisdom so let me know next week what God tells you that'd be great and that's the sermon so let me just pray and um, thank you for tuning in so let's pray. thank you lord for being a gracious and loving god who stands for order in a time of turmoil be with everyone this week at church and let them feel your presence in their lives in jesus name amen one way
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I just We were talking before about how we were meant to be on week away, uh, which is a bit of a shame, but it's still lovely that we are meeting in some way. And hopefully you can join in with um, spending some time each day at 10am uh, reading some of the pro- Proverbs together, uh, like we would have done when we were away together. Um, but continue using this week and this time meditating on the Proverbs and thinking about I guess I've been struck by how many different incidental times throughout the day uh, we can continue to be seeking wisdom in all that we do and leaving behind uh, the folly of the world and the actions that we sometimes choose to take. Uh, So continue meditating on that this week. Thanks for being with us one way. Hello, I just wanted to take a little moment to acknowledge that this is the end of our COVID digital servicing and that there have been lots of people who have worked so hard every single weekend and Thursday nights to make sure that we have a service to watch every week. Uh, Jai McMorty has been single-handedly recording Woolaware and Yarrawarra from his garage every single weekend. Uh, we've got Riley Fox and Jono Gale who have been helping out on Thursday nights for the Friday gathering and then on Saturdays we've had Chris Pinn and Luke Wilco who have been helping with tech stuff but every single weekend there are two gentlemen who have worked all weekend to make sure that this happens and they have never said no, they've just done everything, they've been creative and they've put their heart and soul into it and we wouldn't have been able to have church without them. So I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Jai Lewis and Ethan Corshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Moving
1: to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches